the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. Don't become so busy creating a low-tox life that you adopt a toxic mindset. Hey, it's Sarah. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Sarah, where it's all about making tomorrow better in the way we eat, the way we live, the way we treat each other, the way we motivate each other, all the things. That's what we're here for today. How can we make tomorrow better? And I loved I love the quote I opened up with. I actually saw it on a Facebook post or Instagram. Can't remember. Um, from someone called Wild and Well Blog. And it just caught me because this is something that I've been feeling a lot lately. Uh, raise your hand if you've ever felt overwhelmed with eating clean and eating the right things or cleaning supplies and knowing which cleaning supplies to clean with or you know this or that. It can be overwhelming if you've ever traveled down that road. And I think for me personally, having really traveled down that road because my mold illness and working with functional medicine and, you know, just trying to heal myself through, of course, prayer and eating the right things, it can really start to mess with your mind <laughs> if you let it get to you. And I've really seen it go both ways. Have you ever seen someone on Facebook or Instagram where they're really into clean eating, really into eating healthy, but they feel like they shame everyone else if they have a French fry or they eat a Dorito? I think this is what this is getting into. And it goes on to say processed food is full of toxins, but being a judgy, condescending, crunchy Kathy is just as toxic Chemical cleaners and products made with synthetic fragrance are toxic, but being rude to people who are on the same journey is toxic too. It's good to be informed and aware of what ingredients are in your products, but living in fear of toxins is unhealthy and is a step in the wrong direction. The, The crunchy person is a person who believes their lifestyle and opinions are the only way to be healthy and are what everyone should do. No two people in the holistic world are going to agree on everything. We are individuals, not robots. Be informed and make good choices that fit your needs. I love this. And then she ends with this unpopular opinion. (laughs) And and again, this is the unpopular opinion of people who are on the I only eat 100% healthy. If an occasional Starbucks or Chick-fil-A sandwich are going to affect you to the point that you're going to demonize them, then 
are you really as healthy as you think? When functioning properly, our bodies know how to be resilient and detox when necessary. So I thought that was so good. For me, when I started going through functional medicine, knowing the right foods to eat, um, you know, going through detoxes, I've gone through several different, I would say, I guess diets for lack of a better word, when I've been healing SIBO or different gut issues for a limited time. Um, those are all great things and eating healthy is great, but sometimes we can get caught up in it a little too much. I remember a point where, and and maybe it's a little bit of personalities. I have a personality where when I get on board with something, I really get on board with it and I go full throttle. Anyone else like that? And I remember at one point I just started reading blog after blog after blog And then you're like, okay, well, this is bad then. And then that's bad. And then this is bad. Well, I can't eat that. And you get so consumed that pretty much everything's bad. And if it's not like baking soda and water to clean with, that's probably bad too. And I got, I feel like I got a little way too far down that track. And I started to feel unhealthy myself, just like this person was saying in this blog post. Being It's almost like saying being too healthy and judging to others is just as toxic. It's okay to have the Chick-fil-A sandwich every once in a while. It's okay to have, you know, the fun Starbucks drink. Everything in moderation. I was just telling someone the other day, in life, I'm really going by the 80-20 rule when it comes to those certain things, eating and doing um, what's right for me and my body. Um, I'm actually on another diet right now to help heal some histamine issues that I'm having. I've learned we're going to fluctuate in life when we need to do different things, but that doesn't mean that everything's always going to be bad. There's so much that food and doing the right things for your body can do to heal. And we've talked a lot about that on this podcast. And today, Um, We're going to dig into it a little bit more. I just wanted to start out with that because it really hit home for me. My friend Kelly is on the podcast today, and I've known Kelly for years. She owns Balance Solutions. It's over in the Beechwood area, and they're just wonderful. If you ever have any back issues, um, vertigo, things like that, they are the place to go to. She's great. And we struck up a friendship early on and she shared her story. This is one of the things I think it was one of the the first or second times I met Kelly. She shared her story um, with some health issues that she had had with herself and how she was able to use food and diet in her own research to figure out what was going on. And sometimes in life, I just want to give you hope. It's like that. We may feel like we're at a dead end road. And one of the one of the things that I've been doing recently is someone told me about a prayer. And I, I love it. It's, Lord, what do you want me to know? And what do you want me to do? So I've been praying that every day, Lord, what do you want me to know? And what do you want me to do? And I think we can use that in our lives when we feel, in our everyday lives, but when we feel like we're stuck. Um, what are the answers? And God, God will lead us. That is that is what he wants to do. He is our shepherd to lead us. And Kelly's story is a perfect example of 
feeling like you're at a dead end road, knowing something's wrong and then keeping on and, and digging for answers and then finding those and using, using those to get well. So it's a really cool story of how she's used food and different diets, um, a different diet, I should say, to keep herself um, healthy. And she's just a wonderful person. She's a very cool mom. She's always my go-to mom to know like, what are the cool camps to do? What are the kids doing this summer? She's like the mom who knows it all. She's given me lots of good creative ideas. So I want to introduce you to my good friend Kelly and how she's helped me. I, I do believe that um, massage and massotherapy and different types of massages, they do it all there, are so healing for me. They've been a big part in my healing process. So seeing Kelly as part of my routine for staying healthy has been really important. So without further ado, let's hear Kelly's story. So Kelly, it is so great to have you here. I've been meaning to have you on the show for so long to talk about self-care and taking care of yourself because we've said it before, everything's harder when you're living in pain. And I think, I don't know, I'll just use me as an example as a mom, as someone who's really busy working at multiple jobs. Sometimes we just live in pain because we think, oh, it'll go away or I'll get to it some other time and then it doesn't and things just get worse. So I've been working with Kelly now for years and I will say she's my physical therapist, her and her team, but she's become a friend now because they are just so amazing there. And she's she's my go-to person. It probably got a little rough, Kelly. It, it, admit You can admit it when I wouldn't go to anyone but you. Nobody <laughs> but you. <laughs> They're like, no, you really can go to someone else on my team. And I was like, okay. And they're all amazing. But I did get hooked in because you're so, I call you the miracle worker. <laughs> <laughs> because she's really awesome. And Kelly, I just want to talk about this. First of all, you started a company called Balance Solutions right here in the Cleveland area. How long ago now? I started Balance Solutions, and now I feel like this is dating myself and makes me feel a little bit older, but I started in 2003. Wow. Okay, 2003. And it's Balance Solutions Physical Therapy. And you guys really do a lot of various things there. So first of all, just roll out what you do at Balance Solutions Physical Therapy. Sure. You know, when I first started, it started with just myself, and I treated a lot of vestibular imbalance patients. From there, Now, wait, pause right there. Vestibular imbalance. You're so smart. You say a lot of things that I don't know what it means. Is that the vertigo? That is the vertigo. So patients so with many vertigo and dizziness. have that. Yes, 50% of the population will get vertigo at some point in their lives. And of that 50%, 40% will get it recurringly. And there's help. It, there's a lot of different things that you can do for it. And you can help it quickly. Yeah, sometimes if you have benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, which is BPPV for short, usually it's one or two visits that takes care of the problem. That's so. good to know because I do hear people talking about. Sorry, I didn't want to. No, I didn't mean okay. to interrupt you, but <laughs> that was when I. I'm like, I think she's talking about vertigo. That is vertigo. So a lot of your vestibular disorders cause vertigo as one of the symptoms or dizziness. Yeah, and then but you do so much more there. So I I will say when I balance solutions physical therapy, when I think physical therapy, I used to think 
sports injury. I broke my arm. I have to get back. I have to do physical therapy, like an injury type of a thing as well. But it is so much more. Yeah, it is so much more. I mean, we have patients from dizziness disorders to fall risk. We have patients that come in for spine or neck pain and headaches, different types of injuries as well. In addition to the sports patients that are coming in with knee and hip and shoulder issues. So it's it really encompasses a wide range of problems from just having generalized weakness and deconditioning. Not being able to get out of your chair as a senior yeah. is a great reason to come for physical therapy all the way to I have chronic neck pain and headaches or yeah. I did injure my shoulder playing pickleball. It could be really yes. anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so I... I I have found so much relief with physical therapy in my back. I've I've struggled. Kelly can explain my back issues probably better than I can. But I just knew I I was seeing a chiropractor for years. And sometimes I still do see a chiropractor. But I needed something a little bit more. I needed that, you'll say it better than me, that manual manipulation or that massage of my muscles were so impacted because my back was so messed up for so long, it, it like had ingrained in my muscle memory that I'm sore. And until you really started getting in there and working it all out and helping me, I didn't truly get better. And I think that is missing from so many people's lives. When I talk to my friends and they talk about back pain, they talk to me, you know, like, oh, it hurts right here. My muscle is so sore. And I just want to tell them, you got to go to physical therapy because that's that's where it can really make a difference. And I would have never known that had I not met you. Yeah, you know, when we look at someone and if you're coming in and you have upper back pain, we have to look at more than just your upper back or the neck area or your shoulder blades, but really look at your pelvis and your core to see if this is stemming from somewhere else. Because for your problem you know and different a lot of patients have an issue where their upper back hurts but really when you look at their pelvis and if their pelvis is off it creates almost a leg length discrepancy and you're walking around like that all day it goes up the chain so then of course you're going to have a neck issue if one leg's a little bit shorter you're going to tilt your head in the opposite direction so that you're keeping your world straight which goes into the whole vestibular type of issues because your inner ear literally wants to keep you straight with relationship to gravity. So you have to really look at the whole body to alleviate pain and keep it from coming Mm -hmm. back. And for someone with a neck shoulder, shoulder blade pain, correcting their pelvis allows you to correct their neck and their upper back and then have that sustaining effect. Then adding myofascial release. Myofascial release is probably one of the big things that prevents someone from getting better and staying better is really addressing the fascial system that holds your joints in in faulty mechanics and really looking at what muscles need to be strengthened, what muscles need to increase flexibility so that it's not always pulling your joint in in a bad position. Yeah. Have you seen the fascia blaster? I love the fascia blaster. (laughs) (laughs) So I got one of those. I couldn't remember if I asked you about this. I got one of those things a while ago, and I'll, like, do it when I'm in the sauna and do that because it's speaking to what exactly you're talking about, our muscles, our fascia. Till till I met Kelly in this whole world, I was like, fascia? What is this? I got to Google it. I should probably know about this. 
but yeah, it's it's so important. And another thing I, I think I want to go into too, which is so important, two things as you were talking. I <laughs> I like going to someone where I learn as well. And it's not just, okay, I'm going to fix you. Okay, bye. It was so funny. One day I went to get a massage somewhere a couple of years ago. And they're like, oh, where are you feeling pain anywhere? And I can't remember what the word was, but I had just like, I don't know, you came to my mind. So I went and like told her this whole big thing. Yeah, actually back here. And I explained the whole muscle group. And she's like, do you work in healthcare? Like, nope, I actually just go to Kelly over at Balance Solutions. And she's really taught me well. (laughs) It was so funny. So I think that is super important to really understand what's going on in your body. And two, I was cracking up because you were talking about the legs. My legs do the different length things sometimes. Yep. And I've actually been taught from you guys how at home I can do different tips and tricks and exercises to fix stuff like that. So every so often I'll be like on my counter letting my leg hang down. And my (laughs) husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'll be done in a second. But finding these these things to help us and taking time out for self-care and taking care of our bodies has been such a game changer for me. And I think one of the keys is it's not always this quick fix, like one in and out, crack and done. Believe me, I've done that and I there's time and place for all of that. But there's also, I think, a time and place for saying, okay, I want to really learn why this is happening. I want to get to the root cause. That's why I talk about functional medicine so much on this podcast and talk about a variety of things because I really lump you and your team in and what you've done for me into that same basket of really learning how what's wrong with my body, what's the root cause, how can I get better and how can I sustain it? And I'm still going to like I'm still going to have times where I'm going to look the wrong way or I'm going to play pickleball the wrong way or something and get hurt. But it, it's it's that whole thing of really, really taking the time. And I know it's cool because I know you've, you've kind of had your own journey. I have, yes. And I think that's when, when I first met you. It was so funny. I still remember Len was sitting here. This was years ago. And I was crunched over. I couldn't sit up straight. I needed really someone quickly to work on my back he's like I think you should let's call Kelly I just met her I really think you're gonna hit it off with Kelly and of course that was years ago (laughs) ever since um but I do remember when the first times I met you you shared your story with me because I've had autoimmune issues I've gone through having mold and all this kind of stuff and you've had autoimmune issues and it's funny to me in a cool way that sometimes we all end up on these journeys. You created Balance Solutions and this whole amazing company, probably out of some of the stuff and learnings that you've been through. Absolutely. And we all get there different ways. And that's why I think it's so cool that you've done this. Can you talk about a little bit about your journey and and how you how you got here? Because I know you've had some some issues yourself. I have, you know. For me, it started when I was in school for physical therapy. That's when I started having some severe low back pain, debilitating, difficulty to walk, just even rolling over in bed became very challenging for me. 
And this went on for so many years. It went on in undergrad, and I would go to the professors and say, hey, can you check me out? What's going on? I don't know why I'm having such pain. And all the way through grad school, and everybody that I learned from, each professor had their own idea of maybe this is what's going on. Let's try the McKenzie method, and let's do lots of lumbar extensions, okay? Maybe it's your pelvis. Let's correct this and, and do some muscle energy techniques. But it never truly resolved my issues. And this went on for so many years that I became accustomed to just having chronic pain. It was there every day. And you just pushed yourself through it. I had MRIs, x-rays. Everything would come back negative all Mm -hmm. the time. But this is pain that I would get out of bed to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And it would take me 20 minutes to walk 15 feet. It was so severe. I was using a walker when I was in my 20s or a cane at night because it was always worse lying in bed, rolling over, and that initial getting up and starting to move. It took many, many years, actually. I had my first daughter when I was 34, and at that point I was exercising every day, but that pain would still be there Mm -hmm. to a lower level, but it would flare up. So I would have these flare-ups that just kept me from being on my feet, but, you know, sometimes it was worse lying down or trying to roll over. By the time I had my second daughter, I was 38, so I'm a little bit of an older, very mature patient mom, but (laughs) (laughs) I had such a severe flare-up that I was calling the Coli Institute. Not only was I getting low back pain, but I was getting uveitis now, which is inflammation of my eye, and, and it's one of the leading causes of blindness. Oh. So it went from having low back issues to I, I was at this point of stress when I was about 34. After having my first daughter, I was doing a lot of traveling for a client to Indiana, and I was bringing her with me. She was six months old at the time, and this is where the uveitis started. I had severe bouts where I was supposed to do grand rounds at the Cleveland Clinic, Um, to talk about vestibular imbalance disorders. And I was like, okay, I'm flying in from Indiana that evening before, going to the, right at the Walker Building. I was going to be at the Coli Institute. After Grand Rounds, I did it with my sunglasses on, went right over to the Coli Institute, and I told them I'm not leaving until someone sees me. But at that point, when they saw me, they rushed me over to a specialist, and I had severe uveitis. That was the first time, okay, something more is going on genetically. This is not just my low back. This is not just excruciating, you know, hip and low back pain, that it's something more. And that was the first time I went on steroids. So then I would have these flare-ups up and down over the next couple years. But after my second daughter, we were 38, she was about, you know, nine months. We were moving. We bought a Lovely home in Solon, but we had this transition period that we couldn't move in for three months, but we had somebody renting our little house in East Lake on the water, very cute, um, and we had to move within weeks. And then it was super stressful. So it was Memorial Day weekend. I had severe uveitis, couldn't open my eye. Someone came into the Coli Institute, a doctor on call. We were the only two in there, and that's when I learned, okay, there's something seriously not right here. And that's when I went on 60 milligrams of oral steroids, of prednisone. And every time they would bring it down from 60 to 40 to 20, as soon as they went under 20, I'd be right back up to the 60 with uh, another flare-up. 
And my husband happened to be watching Dr. Oz one day when they had these two identical twins. One had juvenile arthritis, and they were talking about how severe it was. They tried everything. And someone told that mom, hey, take everything out of their diet. She completely changed their, his diet, and that's when all his symptoms went away. So my husband told me that that night. I went on PubMed. I did a ton of research as I learned that I have a certain gene called HLA-B27, and that gene causes what they call ankylosing spondylolisthesis. So it's inflammation of your, your bones, basically. You start to form extra bone. So all the MRIs, MRIs and x-rays that I had in the past were always negative because it's the process that takes years for them to see. So all the inflammation, the uveitis, they related to that one particular gene, HLA-B27. So I found in PubMed all these great research articles that are done in Europe in other parts of the world that said, hey, take all the starch out of your diet because that gene looks like a normal bacteria in our gut called Klebsiella. And that bacteria, if you have leaky gut, when you eat starch, that bacteria thrives on undigested starch. Then your body attacks itself. So I took that, that day, I went out, I found out that if you take iodine, put it on any type of food, if it turns black, that has starch in it. I started 100% starch-free diet. Within Whoa. two weeks, I have not had a flare-up since. I came off of the steroids. At that point, I was on 20 milligram steroids. They wanted to put me on Humira, methotrexate, all these things that cause all these terrible side effects. And I found out in diet that if I took the starch out, that would stop any more flare-ups. And at that point, I had so much damage done to my spine, but I stopped getting the uveitis, right? Because at yeah. that, that point, it was like steroid This is a big drops. deal. It was a big deal. Wow. So I went 100% starch-free starting at that point. It was game-changer for me because all those severe episodes of not being able to get up out of bed and walk, you know. But at that point, this had been going on for almost 20, you know, 18 years. So there was yes. a lot of damage that was already done. Then my neighbor happened to be a geneticist at the Cleveland Clinic. She's like, hey, every time I tried to exercise, it would take me two weeks to recover. I'd yeah. walk a mile around our neighborhood, and then I'd have sciatica for two weeks. Yeah. So you gain some weight being on steroids for indefinite periods of time, and I needed to exercise to feel better. So she told me about this amazing diet called the Johnson Up Day Down Day Diet. And the whole premise of this diet was when you do this, you do 500 calories every other day for two weeks. At that point, at that two-week mark, it's actually turning off your inflammatory gene by turning on what they call the SIRT1 gene or SIRT1 gene, and that's your survival gene. And that two weeks hit, so I'm, okay, I'm going to start that diet. I'm going to go get all my veggies and everything I need to be under 500 calories. I did 500 calories every other day. At that two-week point, all the pain was gone. The pain in my hands, my back, my hips, wow. all the pain had just dissipated just like that, like it never happened. And it was absolutely life-changing for me, a game-changer. And I try to tell everybody I know that has any kind of genetic thing that maybe is going on or autoimmune, that there could be potentially an answer through your diet. Yes. Yeah. I feel like you need to be, I don't know if it'd be a case study or something, your story needs to be out there. And that was wild. 
Thank you, Dr. Oz. Thank you, Dr. Oz. <laughs> and my husband, Adam, for being home to watch it that day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This story, because I haven't heard you tell that story forever. It's so incredible to me. The right story at the right time. I don't know. Maybe someone listening now. Now, how do you? How did you get your genes tested? So when I had, when I kept getting the uveitis, that's when my eye specialist at the Coli Institute said, "Hey, we're going to get you genetically tested because if you're getting this for no known reason, that it could be this one gene." Got it. HLA B twenty seven. At that point, she had been asking me, "Do you have low back pain?" I'm like, "I have severe debilitating pain." That's been yes, pretty much since I went to college, and I think. Part of that, the whole going to college and, and why I started my problems then is my father was a hunter-gatherer. I mean, he hunted. We ate fresh vegetables from his garden. We ate fish that he caught, pheasant, venison, all that stuff. When I went to school, it was basically starch city. It was the pasta and the sandwiches and the pizza yes. and everything, you know, cereal in the morning instead of eggs. Yes. It was a complete change of diet. And that... I think was the start of the issue. Right. You know, when I started having my symptoms were first when I was 19. And you still do the diet. I still do the diet. So for me, okay, starch, it's, I did that diet. I did a starch-free diet for six years in a row with the fasting every other day. Uh And it actually reversed a lot of the damage that was done. So now I can tolerate, I do a gluten-free diet now, but I can tolerate starches without having any adverse effects where before popcorn was my weakness. So even though I knew, oh, if I have popcorn, I'm probably going to, I would literally get a bout of uveitis and I'd be right back at the Coli Institute and they would ask me, what happened? What's wrong? And I'm like, well, I cheated. I had starch in my diet. So they put it down as an allergy. I'm like, it's not really an allergy. allergy. It was having that gene that looked like that normal bacteria from my gut that looked like the gene in my body would attack itself. So I couldn't even eat popcorn because if I did, I would cheat. And my husband would know because I'd be right back on the steroids. Wow. Don't you think the future is they're just going to look at our genetics deep and like figure things out based on our genetic panels and know so much more? Absolutely. I was just having a conversation yesterday with someone who had a gene that causes them to be more susceptible to mold and that it's a it's actually a large number of people like I want to say even 25 percent of the population has this gene that makes them way and it mimics other yes. diseases that are probably missed. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That is so fascinating. And I think it's so cool. You you too. You talked about your your dad was like kind of an outdoorsy person. I'm, I'm, I'm getting yeah. and I feel like you are, too. You're a very active person. Kelly's my go to person. When I want to know, because I we like to hike, we like adventure. Kelly's my go-to person. She's not only physical therapist extraordinaire, she's mom extraordinaire. I feel <laughs> like, you know, you just have those friends where it's like, okay, where should we go on vacation this year? Didn't you, Kelly, do the long trail? Yeah. You and your sister, right? Then you went to Vermont after. I did. We did. Yes, my sister and I, we hiked the long trail, which is a... Approximately 275 miles straight through Vermont. It starts Massachusetts, Canada, but yeah. it goes pretty much from Canada to Massachusetts. And it's 
absolutely gorgeous places along the way. It took us. We we did it in about thirty two days because there were a few spots. You that hiked we would straight stop. for thirty two days. We hiked straight for thirty two days, backpack and all. <laughs> that is like I'll never do it probably, but that sounds so amazing to me. I feel like I missed my prime. <laughs> Doing that when I would, I should have done it when I was like 20 years old or something. But that is so cool. So I, I did, I, I, you have the best ideas for vacation. Vermont is one of those. I feel like you told me about that. Right. And then we ended up vacationing in Vermont. That was amazing. We, we stay at a place called Smuggler's Notch in Vermont. Yes. It's such a good place to take mm-hmm. families. They have lots of kids stuff and and great hiking. I don't think I told you this, Kelly, but we're going to Maine this summer. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm going to give you a list of to do. I know. See, <laughs> this is my point. I tell Kelly this is what I want to do, and she gives me a list of of awesome things. And you you have a lot of great ideas. What? Well, before I jump to the mom thing, are you? Do you primarily have like? you vacation on the east coast or do you guys go out west because you seem like a big hiking family and in fun stuff like that well it's funny you ask because generally we keep going back to the east coast because we love new hampshire we love vermont we love 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 maine and we're from massachusetts so all our families in massachusetts and really massachusetts it's so small that in an hour and a half you can be in new hampshire vermont yeah. or maine but yeah. this summer, we're actually going out west. So Ooh. we are going to do dude ranch, whitewater rafting, hiking out west. And right now, we're in between really looking at Colorado and Wyoming or possibly both. So the girls are old enough. I have a 10-year-old and a 14-year-old that they're at an age where you feel very comfortable. Like, okay, we can we can do some of these different things yes. now because they'll be able to kind of keep up and be a little bit safer and they can do the horseback riding thing and, they love re- and that. remember those memories remember. of doing all those things out jackson hole wyoming is my favorite place my favorite destination oh, ever i think i might have told you that before my my favorite the via ferrata in jackson hole i'll we'll tell you about that separately but that <laughs> was my favorite probably the the best thing i've done the via ferrata for everyone and I think they have um, a couple other places in the United States. They started in Europe. And it's basically when they put hand anchors on a mountain. Oh, nice. And you, you don't have to ballet yourself. Mm-hmm. You can latch in and use the anchor. You have still have a guide, but you clip in to each clip. It was one of the coolest experiences I've awesome. ever done. So Via Ferrata. What what? Family vacation ideas, because a lot of people always have that. Where do you think is a great family vacation on the East Coast? What would you say was your favorite place? Oh, my place? gosh. On the East Coast, I if you're going to pick a spot, I love Maine. And North Conway, New Hampshire is absolutely gorgeous, oh. too. So North Conway, New Hampshire, there are some beautiful waterfalls to go swimming in. You can, t- you can go tubing down the river. You can spend an all-day tubing trip. You start with the company. They come pick you up, bring you back to your car. But you tube all the way. And the, the, the rivers are so different. It's not like Cleveland rivers. You see the bottom. You see the, the fish swimming around. The water is crystal clear. Oh, it's oh absolutely nice. What gorgeous. is that called again? North, Con- North Conway, New Hampshire. Okay. Where was the place in Maine? Because we're oh, going to Maine. Maine. Yes. In Maine, there's a lot of, I mean, you have the whole Acadia Park. But yeah, you we're doing have that. a good time. There's white water rafting. The Kennebec River, the Dead River, the Penobscot River has class fives which is a blast, but we go, we love this place. It's Sebago Lake. 
there's okay. this little resort in Sebago Lake, super family oriented. The water is absolutely gorgeous, and they have all different types of activities for the kids. But then you're relatively close to all the beaches, so you're in oh. the mountain area. Sebago Lake. Sebago I'll have to Google Lake. this. Yep, Sebago we're, Lake. We're staying. Why am I blanking? It's the main big city in Maine where a lot of people go. Why am I blanking? Portland. Not Portland. It's close to Acadia. Oh, you're going to be a little further up north. I don't know why I'm just totally making a blank. But that's where we're going this (laughs) summer. (laughs) Well, one stop you should do, one of our absolute favorites, we go every time we go back to Massachusetts to visit home, is a gunkwit, Maine. There is this gorgeous little town called Agunquit, and it's got all these little cobblestone streets with all these little shops and restaurants. But the fun thing about Agunquit, and this is where my sister and I, as soon as we got our licenses and we could drive, we were there every weekend, there's a river that empties out from all the marshes, and it's brackish water. And the river, you, you can bring a tube or a little floaty, and you can float out to the ocean. Now, ocean's... The water's freezing. You don't want to swim in the ocean. Right. You're going to turn purple. Right. But in Agunquit, you can swim on the river side. And like I said, the water is crystal clear. You can see striped bass swimming around. But when the tides change, it is such a blast because the water level can be so high, you could be on the river bank and you could dive in. And that's going to be like 10, 15 feet deep. Yeah. But then by the time the the tide goes out, you're you're picking crabs and finding shells because it, it brings it down to almost nothing in the river. But when the river is going out, the water is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. See, nobody has these tips but you. <laughs> who would know? Who would know? Because we are driving. So that'll be a great spot. To maybe stop. it's right on the coast, right on Route One. So yeah, you're you're going past it if you're going up, you know, to okay. northern Maine. Okay, I'm gonna have to look up. I'm totally gonna be like kicking myself when I say it, when I find out where we're going this summer again. <laughs> um, but yeah, you also gave me a great tip. Thinking we're talking about vacations this summer, but I still remember I did this. We were talking about. Oh, kids camps. You're like the best at knowing what kids camps to send to or how to keep kids busy during the summer. You always have the best tips. But I was uh, Kelly was working on me last year and I was saying how Reagan was going to camp. You're like, oh, you have. And this was I think it was like two (laughs) days before, too. And you're like, you have to send little goodie bags with her each day because, you know, they can't have a phone or anything like that. Kelly's like, go to the dollar store. Get envelopes and each day have her open up something from you and just put like a little whatever. I've had little trinkets and little love notes or whatever. So she has one market Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Let me just tell you, (laughs) Reagan thought that was the coolest thing. That that was the best idea. That is awesome. I My ran kids frantically love to it. the dollar store that night to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's been I've done that for the kids overnight, especially when they first started to go to overnight camp, because then they get a little homesick. But if they know there's something for them every night, that homesick goes away. I mean, yes. they're focused on what am I going to get tonight and. We would put a lot of different things in there that could be icebreakers. So I'd find out how many kids are going to be in the cabin with them or, or whatnot so that they had something that they could share. But then a card that I would write to them something personal for yeah. every night. And my older daughter, I think, saved every card. That's my little so one's cute. like, yeah, whatever. So. <laughs> Isn't it funny how kids are all different? 
Oh, I love it, Kelly. Well, I'm so glad you spent some time with us today. I've been really, I really have wanted to share this about me and my experience with you and really working on the whole approach root cause. Our listeners have known from previous episodes that I've spent a lot of time in functional medicine finding the root cause. But then you and your team have been another huge part of my healing process. And I, like I said, I put you in the same, same bucket with all that and, and really taking the time for self-care and working. Massage is another thing. We didn't talk about that, but your team also, you have like a whole massage area. Yeah. And I will tell you, my I, I've only done it once, but I need to do it more. I can't remember her name who did my massage at your place. It was the best massage I've ever had in my life. And I'm not just saying that. And I told her that afterwards. <laughs> and she's like, well, and she explained it all why this was such a, a different type of massage. But it was so good. That's another thing. Just go get the massage. Sometimes we don't take yeah. the time to do that kind of stuff for ourselves. And also, I did want to say, like over at your Balance Solutions Physical Therapy, you do accept most insurances, right? We do. Yeah, we do. We that's a big thing. Almost all insurances. Um, there's different ones that they can look up for you. Yeah. But pretty much, we don't really limit. We we will accept whatever insurance will accept us as a provider. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's awesome, Kelly. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. I'll link all of the details and how to connect with Kelly and the team and start taking some time for yourself. Again, if you have any back issues, she'll she'll work on you. Her team will work <laughs> on you. They make you feel like a million bucks. Vestibular yes, vertigo. Vestibular vertigo. <laughs> anything with dizziness. <laughs> they will help you out. You can find all the details on their website. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Check out some of the previously recorded podcast, some great guests. And of course, you can catch Len and I every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on 95.5 The Fish. You can stream us on the app as well. So listen from anywhere, anytime for 95.5 The Fish. Hey, hope you all have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.